This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Podcast. I am your host, Spencer Williams. What's going on, costume nerds? Uh, thank you for joining me for another bonus episode. Actually, this is more like a mini episode, mini bonus episode, uh, bonusy mini episode. <laughs> uh, as uh, we have a special, a little treat to share with you all. Um, I hope you're all aware of the new film coming out on December 8th, which I'm dying to see, titled Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Just to give you a quick summary, Poor Things uh, is about a young woman brought back to life by a unorthodox scientist who runs off with a lawyer on a whirlwind adventure across the continents. Free from the prejudices of her times, she grows steadfast in her purpose to stand for equality and liberation. And that is poor things. This film was directed by Yorgos Lanthimos and costumes were designed by one Holly Waddington. And I'm so excited to share with you all that I went by the ASU Fitton Museum for a quick peek of the new exhibit celebrating the costumes of poor things designed by Holly Waddington. And you all have to go and check out this exhibition the Poor Things costume exhibit is open at the ASU Fitton Museum from December 1st to December 15th from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. And you have to check it out. There's so many great costumes throughout the exhibit. And just to give you a little sneak peek, when I was at the museum, I actually got to sit down for a quick impromptu conversation with Holly Waddington about the film, her work in designing the costumes for Bella Baxter, played by Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, Wilm Dafoe, and some of the Victorian silhouettes and references that you see throughout this film. Um, also, she gives a quick little sneak peek into what you might see inside this exhibit. Now, I just have to be transparent. There was a little bit of an audio issue, and that was totally my bad. However, Holly was just so lovely, and I really enjoyed my time talking with her about the costumes within this exhibit and the film. So I hope you all make it over to the ASU Fitton Museum from December 1st to December 15th. And make sure you see Poor Things in theaters starting December 8th. Enjoy! This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Saks.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. 
Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. I'm Spencer Williams, and I'm here at the ASU Fidham Museum for the Poor Things Costume Exhibition. And I am here with costume designer Holly Waddington. Hey, Holly, it's so nice to finally meet you. Great to meet you. Great to meet you. So, Holly, I'm so excited to talk about these costumes. Uh, Poor Things is a story about imagination, coming of age, awakening, which leads me to the vibrant use of colors, textiles. Um, materials. So how did all those elements play a role in the film or things? I mean, you know, all, all, of, all of the elements, the, the, the fabric choices, the, the shape choices, it, it's, all, it's all sort of part of, 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 of the costume design. And yeah, I mean, every, everything is really considered, I suppose, is, what it is, is how I feel, you know, from the colours through to the, the, the choice of fabrics, to the shapes, to mm-hmm. how dressed and, and maybe not dressed costumes are. Um, you know, specifically, like, the colours, I work very closely with Yorgos and um, production designers, Sean and James, on the colour palettes. Um, we, we did a lot of work on the colour in the house scene at the beginning, right. at the beginning, but that then became black and white. You know, then when she goes to Lisbon and it explodes into, like, glorious technicolour. Um, the textures, you know, were very important to the film, and, and again, worked really closely with Shona and James on, on the textures. Um, for me, they were about creating a sense of the organic and the, the bodily, and, mm-hmm. you know, she's a reanimated woman, so there's this sense of, like, air and breath being in the costumes, in the sleeves, and, like, lungs. Right. Um, I was, you know, my team worked very hard to to find textures that felt really organic and unruly, sort of things to do with, you know, the textures that, you, that we have in the body, on natural forms, shells, sea creatures. Right. <laughs> you know, not not organized. You know, not just just sort of liberated and, and organic. Um, <clears throat> and we were sort of trying to transpose the Victorian decoration, of which there was you know a lot. Mm-hmm. The Victorians really sort of densely decorated their clothes, and um, with with textures that were very particular to this film. And mm-hmm. so we made a lot of old textures if we couldn't find them. Right. That's really interesting. So while there were certainly some Victorian silhouettes and references, I really feel like you and your team, though, imagined the world in your own vision uh, alongside Bella as well. So I was going to ask you, how did you change things up from the typical Victorian silhouette that we all know? So I think the first thing to say is that we completely got rid of the corset for mm-hmm. Bella, wow. which was, you know, which is quite a thing for Victorian dress because really, what what creates those sh- the shapes of of, of, of all those pe- all the periods really that had a corset is the corset. That's the thing that gives it the the form and the structure and the, and the, and the particular posture that mm-hmm. you get from wearing a corset. So, in taking that away, I think that, was, that that is how the kind of that sort of initially sort of breaks the the look right. in a way. 
Right. Because without that, it is basically the shapes are like skirts and tops, so it suddenly feels, I mean, to me, it suddenly feels more like like 70s clothes. Because <laughs> you know, the 70s were referenced the Victorian period, right. and, but they didn't bother with the corsets, and the hair was very free, so mm. for me, it has a 70s quality to it. Mm. Um, you know, also, those sleeves are often in, in Victorian dress, often quite heavy fabrics, right. and I was really trying to work with this idea of lightness for Bella. Oh, okay. And, and a flowiness to it. Just her. a sort of lightness and a kind of, it just felt appropriate to, to her character that, that her clothes would have this, would not be sort of weighed down. Right. Madame Swiney's bodice is, is like a piece of upholstery, it's thick and heavy, mm. it's like a sofa, and I wanted them to have a kind of lightness to them, like the wedding dress, I wanted it to feel like the, they're almost like balloons. Right. Oh, um, that's so exciting. It's so beautiful, and I'm yeah. so excited for everyone to see this film. Emma Stone plays an integral role in this film as Bella Baxter. So tell me about your collaboration with Emma in bringing this character to life through the costumes. Yeah, so um, thank you. Um, so I had, I, I had an initial fitting with Emma Stone in Athens. Mm. <clears throat> You know, quite early on, I went with some suitcases just full of lots of different shapes, Victorian things, things from other periods, lots of ideas that I had. And I did a sort of afternoon in a, in a, in a hotel in, in Athens with her, basically dressing up. And, <laughs> and so we were able together to really kind of map out how how, you know, I, I, I had a lot of thoughts that I brought to that fitting mm -hmm. and through that fitting was really how we found the skeleton of the, of the costume plot and how we would put it all together. Um, she, you know, she was very playful, very funny, you know, uninhibited, creative, <laughs> you know, it was, it was dressed, like dressing up right. and, and lots of photographs and some that I could do a series of drawings and really plot how how I really start to kind of build to put this jigsaw puzzle together. Right. Much like her character, Bella, is just very uh, playful yes. and playing with different yes. colors and whatnot. Um, Mark Ruffalo and Willem Dafoe play characters Duncan and Dr. Baxter. So tell me about your inspirations behind some of their costumes. Duncan is inspired by the satirical drawings or endings. Sort of cartoons that were, were very prevalent in, in the late 19th century. You get wow. these pictures of really pompous men mm. with their chests all pumped sticks and, you know, looking ridiculous. Yeah. But, you know, very pompous, upper-class um, English establishment mm. men. So I was working with that really more than more than anything, and and the, and the sort of physicality of those men, because often they have these really pumped out chests, they have these S bends in their back, they often have quite curvaceous bodies, which mm. I thought was interesting. You know, I was extending um, um, Bella Baxter's shoulders and trying to kind of give the men a, almost a more feminine, right. well, Duncan, a more feminine physique. Mm. So we played around with loads of ideas of body padding. We had we did we had a whole long journey of like building him. Almost like Kim Kardashian bum extending, you know, bum rounding, right. and building the shape. And he had a corset, he had a chest pad. We played around with lots of ideas, and in the end, it was just very strong when we did the camera test. It was a little bit too panto, and we had to calm it all down and, um, you know, simmer it down. Right. But but that was the sort of key thing that I was I was working with for him. 
and had some really joyful fittings with Mark Ruffalo. Mm. Again, you know, lovely, hilarious, right. generous. I wish I was there. Sounds yeah. fun. <laughs> and um, Willem Dafoe, you know, his character Baxter is is based on, you know, he's a, he's a man of the future. He's a visionary. He's. Uh, I really love this character. I I really particularly loved him in the book where he's really described very very extensively. Um, but you know, I wanted to create the sense of his utopia in in the house. He wears a series of boiler suits. Okay. You know, which are not typical of, of, of men. I don't think men really going around in tailored boiler suits, but I, I like this idea that he would have his own his own fashion. Right. Um, that he would wear at home only. Because he's very conspicuously disfigured. I wanted him outside of the home to always be in a three-piece suit mm-hmm. to be very conventionally dressed. Right. Um, but when he was in his home to have a series of luxurious boiler suits that have got his utilitarian pockets. And I was referencing Volchenko, um, who is a <laughs> Russian constructivist who wore these cool wool boiler suits with right. kind of like early plastic trimmings on them. Oh, wow, fascinating. So, Holly, we are in an exhibition full of costumes created by you and your team, which is so exciting. Uh, for people who are coming to the exhibition, what can they expect to find within the Poor Things costume exhibit? Well, uh, we've got a really, we've got a selection of things that were in the film. They're all the pieces that were worn by the, by the actors. Um, there's only one thing that we've reproduced because we we, we were doing another display in London Mm -hmm. we had to make two but everything apart from that is is worn by the cast Um, I I hope that that, that visitors will sort of I I hope that there are some you know nice surprises because often on film you know you get a sense of the costumes but you don't necessarily see all the details Mm -hmm. so you know maybe maybe some of the trimmings or choices that we made um, in the details will be will be interesting. Right. And there's lots of great photography and beautiful film stills and the soundtrack. So yeah. I think it's I think it's worth coming along to. Definitely. <laughs> and just for myself, I was walking around. I was on sleeve watch, just checking out all the <laughs> sleeves. I could <laughs> I could live in here. It's beautiful. Holly, thank you so much for joining me. I'm so happy for you. The exhibition's beautiful. And for all those at home, the Poor Things Costume Exhibit is open at the ASU Finham Museum starting December 1st through December 15th. And I hope all of you would come and check out Holly's brilliant work. Thank you, Holly. Thank you. Thank you very much. The Art of Costume podcast is hosted and produced by Elizabeth Joy Glass and Spencer Williams. Our audio engineering and editing is done by Dan White. Follow us on TikTok at The Art of Costume and Instagram at The Art of Costume Pod. If you want to support the show, go to theartofcostume.com slash podstore. For more podcast updates, costume reviews, deep dives, and interviews, go to theartofcostume.com a blog dedicated to highlighting the best in costume design.